Hello, you dirty, filthy whorebags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S. And we're back with another episode of Table Talk, okay? Today's episode is called, Can We Just Talk? Nah! Okay? With the biggest nah ever. You feel me? We don't have time to waste time, honey. We don't have time to waste time, honey. We don't have time to waste time, okay? Time wasted is time that you cannot get back. So therefore, we don't have time to waste time. So no, we can't just talk. No, 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 no. When I mean no is the word of the year, no is the word of the year because we don't have time to waste time anymore. We don't have time for half-ass love. We don't have time for half-ass people, half-ass emotions. We don't have time. So can we just talk? No. And you know why? Because you have to protect who you want to become. And you cannot receive those blessings and those lessons and who you need to be if you're entertaining people from the past. You cannot expect yourself to continuously grow and continuously flourish and continue to move forward with your life if you're constantly going backwards. If you're constantly going backwards to what is comfortable to you, you're never going to allow God to use your uncomfortableness to show you a better version of yourself that you didn't even know existed. And you wouldn't know it existed unless you go through those uncomfortable phases. I had to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was someone... Listen, as soon as I got uncomfortable, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. This is not what we're going to do. I found ways to make sure that I'm comfortable again. You know, I surrounded myself around what is comfortable to me. I did not want to be uncomfortable for nothing in the world. But then I realized that in order for you to grow, in order for you to change and be open to change, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to. And With that being said, you have to protect who you want to become. And by you protecting who you want to become, you cannot entertain those from the past, baby. Sweetie, they're in the past for a reason. Granted, we do reuse, recycle, reduce, reuse, recycle only because, you know, we don't want another body. We don't want to have to get to know somebody all over again. And, you know, I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to have to go through, you know, getting to know you and knowing the ins and outs with you. I'd rather just know somebody already. That's definitely understandable. That's definitely relatable. I hear you. I do, but I don't. Why? Because God cannot reach you where he did not send you. And if that situationship, if that relationship, if that friendship did not work out, you cannot be the dead horse and expect the horse to still move the same, honey. You can't be the dead horse and expect the horse to still gallop and do the tricks that you need to do and yee-haw and whatever the case is. You can't do that because that's the definition of insanity, baby. Knowing the outcome is going to be one way but expect it to be different. That's what happens when you continuously entertain people from the past. Granted, me, I've dibbed and dabbed several times out of comfortability, once again, because I don't like being uncomfortable. I didn't like being uncomfortable. I didn't want to get to know somebody all over again. I didn't want to have to share those intimate stories of myself. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do that. But what I learned is what you put out is what comes back to you. And so if I'm constantly saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't, I won't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't, then it won't. But if I'm looking at it like, okay, I will. I shall, I'll do, not even I'll try, I'll do. Things 
will be different. The outcome will be different. Granted, y'all, I'm single as a dollar bill. I'm okay and I'm, I'm content with being single as a dollar bill, but I had to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the only way that God can show you what you need to see. That's the only way, honestly, that you can kind of read yourself too. You know, Leslie and I were talking last night, shout out to you, Leslie, and we talked about the importance of reading yourself. You have to be able to read yourself, your rights. You have to be able to look back and say, okay, Sandra, now you know you could have been a little bit more sensitive to these nickels. Now you know you didn't have to be that rude. Now you know you could have found a different, you could have found something else to say instead of saying it that way. You know, you have to be able to read yourself. You have to be able to tell yourself what it is so that that way you could move better. And the only way that you can read yourself is if you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, you have to protect who you want to become. And you cannot do that if you continuously entertain people from the past. That's just point blank, period. Okay. And then what I also had to learn is there's no such thing as a talking stage. You know, if you guys go back to my old... um podcast episodes on SoundCloud, there'll be one where um, it was me, Ju, BB, Didi, um, and shout out to y'all, bitches and whores. Hey, Ju, Ju Beans, hey. Anyways, there's an episode, well, there's three episodes because I broke it down to three different parts, but where it was like the stages of a relationship or some dumb shit like that. Sweetie, there's no such thing as a talking stage, Okay. Can we just talk? Nah, we can't just talk, okay? What I learned is because we kind of allowed guys to think that they know us from the back of their hands or, you know, you have think like a man, act like a lady. You have Steve Harvey's book, you know, the 90-day rule. You have all of these, that and the thirds, all of these different requirements and standards and examples of telling us the perfect way to do things, the perfect way to find your happily ever after, the perfect way to be in a relationship. I'm here to tell you there's no perfect way. There's no such thing. And there's no such thing as a talking phase. There's no such thing as a talking stage of let's just talk and see where it goes. Uh-uh. None of that. None of that exists in real life. The reason why I know none of that exists in real life is because a man knows off rip from the jump who he sees in you. What I mean about who he sees in you is if he sees the wife in you or if he sees the girl in you. There's a lot of men who pretend to see the wife in a girl just so that she can continuously do what she does. Although from the jump, he knew that, hell no, nah, I ain't going to wife this girl. Hell no, nah, I ain't going to, nah, bro, nah, bro, it ain't her. She ain't the one, dog. She ain't the one. But yet makes her feel like she's wifeable. Makes her feel like she's all that, that, all that in the third. And because he now projects this energy off to her that she is wifey, in actuality, she's not, she's now catering to his needs. She's now moving to his accordance, moving to making sure that he's straight, moving to making sure that he's Gucci. So if I'm a man, and I already know I don't see nothing with you, but I'm telling you what you want to hear, and you're opening up like a little butterfly. You're telling me all of these things. You're taking care of you. You're taking care of me. You making sure that I'm straight. You making sure that I eat. Why would I stop that by telling you the truth? Why would I stop that by making sure that 
you are fully aware that I don't see a real future in you. Guys are not going to do that. So for me personally, there's no such thing as a talking stage because to be honest, that's manipulation to the point that I'm going to just sit back and wait until you're ready, which is something that may never even happen. Truthfully. Oh, you know, I'm not ready right now. Or, you know, let's just talk and see where it goes. And da, 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 da. all of that is manipulation. Okay. All of that. Let's just talk and see where it goes. No, honey. No. See where it goes nowhere. Okay. If you don't know what you want, we'll be friends. I'm going to make that decision for you. If you don't know what you want, we're just going to be friends. Y'all need to stop putting y'all lives in other people's hands. Y'all need to stop putting y'all emotions and y'all standards in other people's hands. No one can dictate you but you. And too many times we put our feelings in other people's hands and make them responsible for us feeling how we feel. They're not responsible for your feelings. Nobody's responsible for your feelings but you. But what you put out is what ultimately comes back to you. And that goes back to protecting who you want to become. Because if you know what you bring to the table, hypothetically speaking, well, not hypothetically, because this is real life too, but I know I'm a queen. I know what I bring to the table, bitch. I am the table. You feel me? I can handle my own. I can stand 10 toes down for myself. So if that's what I expect in in return, I cannot diminish what I offer just because of comfortability. Oh, although I know what I want out of life, although I know what I need from life, I'm going to just sit here and entertain this nigga just for the time being because he's here. No, sweetie, you're diminishing your growth. You're wasting your time that you cannot get back off of potential that you already knew didn't exist. But because he's cute, because he's tall, because he's whatever, you rather settle on the side instead of waiting for what is going to be yours regardless. You know, I can say personally that there was a lot of situationships that I should have never been in, but I was in it because of comfortability. I was in it because of the manipulation of I'll see where it goes or let's see where it goes or whatever the case is and da 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 when the whole entire time I was diminishing my growth. I was diminishing where I was trying to be, where I was trying to go, where I was heading out of out of comfortability. I don't care about being comfortable no more. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be uncomfortable. And the reason why I want to be uncomfortable because I want to be on my toes. I want to stay on my toes. I want to I want to stay on my toes. Okay? I don't want to be comfortable anymore. Comfortability provides nothing ever. Nothing. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be uncomfortable. Okay. You want to strive to be uncomfortable. Every time that you're uncomfortable, that means you're not comfortable with, with, okay, let's think of it like this. So if there's an opportunity for you to just jump, right. And you were blindfolded, right. You were blindfolded and there was an opportunity for you to just jump. You didn't know what was below you. You didn't know what was beneath you. You didn't know anything. All you knew was that you was blindfolded and that you had to jump. That uncomfortable feeling of, damn, what if, 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 is what you need to jump. Whereas if you're comfortable, even though you're blindfolded, even though you know you have to jump, you're not going to jump. Why? Because you're comfortable with the position that you're at. You don't know what is to come. You don't care to know what is to come. But because you know right now at this very moment you're blindfolded and you're told to jump, but you don't have to jump or you have not jumped yet, 
that is all you care about. The difference between being comfortable and being uncomfortable is when you're comfortable, you're complacent. Okay. You're okay with what is going on because you don't care about anything else. But when you're uncomfortable, your thoughts kind of go for you before you even get a chance to go. Those thoughts can be good. Those thoughts can be bad. You know, going back to making sure that you protect your energy and that sort of thing so that you can make sure that your thoughts are never bad, but always good. But in that uncomfortable state, faith lies there. Being uncomfortable, faith lies there. Faith in knowing that there's better, knowing that you can do better, knowing that you will do better, knowing that there is better, all lies in being uncomfortable. But when you're comfortable, you're content with what you got going on because you know what it is already. So there's nothing for me. There's there's no surprises. There's nothing for me to have to look up. There's nothing for me to try to search or anything of that sort because I already know what it is. You get what I'm saying? So don't let people fool you. There's no such thing as a talking phase. People know off rip who they want, who they don't want. If they see a future with them, if they don't see a future with them, regardless of what anybody else tells you, there's no such thing as a talking phase. That is a phase of manipulation to make you think that somebody is going to be better, that somebody's going to do better, that somebody will be better. That is not your responsibility to figure it out. Because ultimately speaking, you are putting your emotions, your feelings, your needs, and someone else's hands that cannot be consistent enough to hold them. Okay? Hold them. Can we talk? Can we just talk? Nah. That's why. Okay? No, we can't just talk. We can't just talk. And... That just takes me to my next point is being comfortable and complacent with just being in the talking stage and, you know, not really having much movement, not really having much things, not not really having much growth or anything of that sort. It kind of forces you to think, are you happy being alone? I know with me, being alone was my biggest fear. You know, my biggest, biggest fear that I was going to die alone. It was just going to be me and Oreo. Nobody's going to love me the way that I need them to. And da, 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 blah, 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 blah. That was my biggest fear. And because that was my biggest fear, I settled a lot. I settled a lot and I sacrificed a lot of my time and my energy entertaining people that I know shouldn't have been able to even hold two conversations with me, let alone one. So you have to ask yourself, are you happy alone? And if you are not happy alone, you need to find ways to become happy alone. Because once again, what you put out is what comes back to you. So if you are not complacent, if you are not someone who is just okay with just mediocre, then you have to get to a place where you are content with who you are without having it associated with someone else. There's a lot of people who don't know themselves that are in relationships. There's a lot of people who don't know who they are as a person, as an individual who are married with kids, you know, and a lot of uncomfortableness, a lot of uh, fears and doubts and worry stems from you not knowing you well enough. You have to know you well enough. To know how to know someone else. I downloaded this app called The Pattern. I do suggest everyone to download that. It will tell you about yourself whether you want to believe it or not. But 
when it came to my relationship expectations, it, it once again it read me my rights, okay. But when I when it came to my relationship expectations, it you know hit it right on the nail that I need my man to be goofy. He has to be goofy. He has to be playful. You know, he has to be adventurous. He has to do this. He has to do that. And then it read me my rights, and it taught me that I. I expected my partners to fill a void that I already had within myself. And that void was me being spontaneous, me having fun, me going out. I love going out. I love meeting new people. I love trying new food, trying new places, doing different things and that sort of thing. And it's like, I love to do that, of course, with my significant other as well. But it was like unsubconsciously in my mind, I made it seem like that was something that I could only do if I was in a relationship. I could only have fun if I'm in a relationship. I could only explore the world the way that I want to if I'm on a vacation. No. Last year, December, I went to St. Thomas um, with my homegirls for her birthday. Shout out to you, Keela and Cherie. You say, hey, pussles. But, you know, that was a vacation, And that kind of opened the doors to me learning a lot about myself and learning just how amazing I am by myself. Granted, you know, I'm not going to die alone because God has his ways and I know he has a person for me because I just have way too much love to give to be single forever. But I'm at a place now that I'm okay with being alone. And that was something that I could have never been comfortable with before. I had to have somebody not necessarily have to have somebody to, you know, fuck or anything of that sort, but I had to have somebody talking to me at all times. I had to have somebody give me attention. I had to I had to feel important until I had to come to a place where it was like I'm important with or without your acknowledgement. I'm important with or without you letting me know that I'm important, you know? And when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself, are you comfortable being single forever? And if you're not comfortable with single, being single forever, then you're going to constantly gravitate to people who are beneath you. You're going to constantly gravitate to people who are not worthy of you. Why? Because you don't even know yourself well enough to be okay with being by yourself. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. So can we just talk? Nah. Okay. You can't. You have to upgrade your thoughts and God will upgrade you. What you put out is what comes back to you. Do you know your worth? Do you know yourself well enough to know what you want from someone else? That goes back to you being happy alone. That goes back to you protecting who you want to become and you not entertaining people from the past. Because if you know your worth, then everything that's good ain't gold. So if anybody comes up to you half-assed, you'll abort mission, abort mission, abort mission. Why? Because you know that this could never be sent from God. You know that this could never be what he sent to you. And that is piggybacking on what I just previously said. Like, I know the man that God has for me, he is going to be perfect. I He is going to be perfect in a way that he is perfect in my eyes. And one of the things that I always struggled with, with my past relationships is that although I knew my worth, I didn't know my worth because I always felt like I was lacking something because they, these relationships, these situationships would never work out. And I would always question myself like, damn, Sandra, are you not doing enough? You know, especially when I got cheated on, like, are you not doing enough? Is there more that you should do? You know what I'm saying? Like, why isn't this working? 
you know, you done this, you did this, you did this, you did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. And I had to realize that what I projected is what I received. I projected that I wasn't good enough. I projected that there was something wrong with me. I projected all of these insecurities. And so your wish is my command. And the universe gave me exactly what I asked for. And with all these situationships that I had previously, it was always a common issue. And the common issue was I always felt like I was giving more than my partners were. I was 100% devoted. I was 100% dedicated. I was 100% willing to, excuse me, sacrifice myself and sacrifice and do what I need to do to make sure that my partner was happy. But when it came down to me getting the same energies from them, they couldn't give it to me. And the reason why they couldn't give it to me was because I did not believe that I was worthy of finding somebody who would have already been whole without me having to make them whole. I remember in college, my homeboy Jeremy, shout out to you, but my homeboy Jeremy would always joke and tell me that I need to find a build a man workshop to build my dream guy. And at first I was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm not, I'm not that bad. But then I realized that he made a lot of sense because if your standards are at a certain place, you have to make sure that you maintain those standards and that you maintain your thoughts. You maintain why those standards are what they are. Because if you just let your environment dictate what your standards are supposed to be, and dictate how you're supposed to move and how you're supposed to act and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, then maybe you're going to fall for everything. You're going to fall for everything. Why? Because you're no longer thinking for yourself. You're not. You're no longer thinking for yourself. You're no longer thinking about who you're trying to be and where you're trying to go. You're more so thinking about, I see this person, that person, that person in a relationship. Why am I not in a, in a relationship? Is there something wrong with me? Is there something that I should do? No, sweetie. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay, upgrade your thoughts and God will upgrade you. So can we just talk? Nah, we can't. Okay, we can't. Do not be ashamed for wanting more, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be ashamed for wanting more. That was one of my biggest, 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 biggest downfall when it came to me and these situationships was because I always expected more out of them. And instead of me, you know, holding on and uh, being my own reassurance and being my own backbone, I kept these thoughts to myself. I kept these insecurities to myself. I kept the wants and the needs to myself. I wanted him to be better. I wished he could have been better. I wanted him to do better. I wanted him to be better, but he's here. So I have to just accept him for who he is. No, sweetie, you don't. Okay. That is not your job to settle just because this person is here, just because you love them. That is not on you. Your job is not to raise nobody's child unless that child came out of your hoo-ha. It is not your job to raise no man, okay? You have a teacher and you have a teacher's aid, okay? Your job is not to be the teacher. Your job is to be the teacher's aid. You know the difference? A teacher already knows what needs are required of them to do their job. The teacher's aid is just backup reassurance. That's how you think of, that's how you should think of your job description 
in your relationship. My job is not to be the man that you need to find within yourself. That's not that's not on me. My job is not to help you find the man in yourself. My job is to reassure you that the man that you think that exists there does. And let's go. You know, I would always hold these men to a higher standard than what they were showing me in front of my face. And that was because I only seen the potential. I only seen what they could have been. They could never see it for themselves too. You are not responsible for anyone else's emotions, anyone else's shortcomings, but yourself. You cannot help somebody who cannot help themselves first. Okay. You cannot help somebody who cannot help themselves first. My job is not to be your teacher. My job is to be your teacher's aid. Okay. Teacher's aid, ladies and gentlemen, not teacher. Okay. Do not be ashamed for wanting more. That is your right to know what you want. Okay. That is your right to know what you want and to stand firm on what you want because not everybody's supposed to like what you want, girl. Baby, sweetie. Okay. This is a sidebar. Okay. Not everybody is supposed to like who you are. That's why you are who you are. That's why you are perfectly made. Not everybody's supposed to be team you, okay? Not everybody's supposed to like you. Not everybody's supposed to love you. You're supposed to have haters. You're supposed to have people who don't want to see you rise. You're supposed to do all of that. And, and the reason why is because you're unique. You're supposed to stand 10 toes down about you and yours. And that's you and yours. That's the business that pays you, which is your business. Everything else is extra. You can remove people who cannot uphold the standards that you require of them. That is your right. Hey, I need you to do this for me. I need you to be this for me. Can you? Okay, you can't do it today. Can you do it tomorrow? You can't do it tomorrow. Okay, I need you to do it. And if you cannot do it, I need you to remove yourself. You are allowed that God-given right to remove people who cannot be who you need them to be in your life. Just like they could do it to you. You could do it to them. Do not be ashamed of wanting more, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be ashamed of wanting more. We are taught to settle. No, baby, you don't have to settle. Why? Because if you want it, it's yours. It may not come today. It may not come tomorrow, but it will still come. You just have to be faithful and patient enough to understand that it's still on its way and understand that it's not on your timing. It's on his when you're ready to receive it. And you can't receive a blessing for a version of yourself that you don't even know existed yet. Let me say that again. You cannot receive a blessing for a version of yourself that you don't even know existed yet. Because that version of yourself wouldn't know what to do with that blessing. You feel me? You know, do not settle. People know what's up from the jump. People know what you about. People know what you bring to the table. People know what they know about you from the jump. It's just on you to either uphold those same standards or to throw them aside. People who approach me, guys who approach me, they know how to approach me. It's on me to either determine what ways that they approach me was acceptable or not acceptable. If I perceive myself as a high sedity girl all over the web, you know, I'm this, I'm that. I'm a high sedity girl. You know, you gotta you gotta go through this hoop and that hoop and that hoop and that hoop to get to me. I project all of this. But the first guy that approaches me, I asked he asked me to go out. 
I said, okay, no problem. But our first interaction is just me in an intimate setting with him in his room. I cannot be upset if from that day on, he no longer tries to do better. Why? Because I already settled. I already made him think that it was okay for him to just Netflix and chill my ass. I didn't uphold those standards and those requirements that I had for myself prior to him. I allowed him to remove those requirements and to remove those standards without him even batting an eye. That's where we fuck up at. What you allow is what will continue. Do not be ashamed for wanting more. Do not be ashamed for not wanting to settle. Do not be ashamed for having your standards unreachable. That's that's where they're supposed to be. Okay, they're supposed to be unreachable. Why? Because only the bold survive. Only the best survive. Only the ones that are dedicated and are willing to get to you will get to you. Okay? So ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, can we talk? Nah. We can't just talk. Okay? I need actions. I need I need consistency. I need dedication. I need energy. I need you to be a teacher. Okay? I need you to be a teacher. I need you to know what you want, know how you need to be, know how you're moving, and don't let anybody tell you different. And I'm going to leave it as that. Epi, that's it. All right? So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have not already, look at our previous episodes below. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or, or if you have a suggestion for the next Table Talk discussion, definitely hit me up and let me know because the more the merrier. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Until next time, you dirty, filthy whore bags. Hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah!